Now, I don't know that we've talked about these, but I have my gators. You always have those in your pack? Mm -hmm. Well, in the winter. Yeah. So gators, uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, they strap around. um, Your waist (laughs) at Christmas time. (laughs) To slim yourself yourself down. This is the Dear Bob and Sue podcast, our stories of adventures and misadventures as we travel to all the U.S. national parks and other public lands. I'm Matt Smith. And I'm Karen Smith. We are the authors of the Dear Bob and Sue series of books. On today's episode, we're doing a sort of expanded mailbag segment. We received some episode topic suggestions from listeners that aren't long enough for a full episode, but are too long for our usual mailbag segment at the end of our show. So we decided to combine them into one episode. Tune in today as we talk about some Canadian national parks, what gear we carry in our day packs in the summer and the winter, and for those of you who want to start hiking in 2021, tips on how to get started. To kick things off, we discuss our annual diet that starts every January 1st, but thankfully doesn't last too long. I love it that we just got that brand new calendar in the mail, and yet we have nothing to put on it for for 2021. I know I have I have a huge dry erase calendar in my office, and all the months for 2021 are open. I know. I think this is the first time we've started a new year with absolutely no plans of any kind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> last year we started the year with. In 2020, we started the year with a ton of things on the calendar, and then we erased them all. I know. I know. I don't know which is uh, which is better, which is worse. I like being hour by hour. I know you do. Do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Remains to be seen, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything is up in the air. Every single thing, except maybe our float trip on the middle fork of the Salmon River. Right. That That's scheduled. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that that goes off. Yeah. As as planned. But yeah, that's that's kind of it. So Yeah. We should just sit at home and eat as much as we can. <laughs> oh, I've uh, got this, news for you on that front. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happens on January first of yeah, every do, year. <laughs> do not throw away the Christmas cookies. Oh, they're goners. No, no. They're goners. All right, Along good. with the- thank you for re- <laughs> thank you for giving me a heads up. I'll start hiding them. Along with all the chips and the Christmas candy and the fudge wait, and wait, the, wait, wait, wait. all of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we need to keep that stuff. It will be replaced with with some equally good things like like broccoli and those little cute baby oranges and uh, all kinds of healthy things. You always things. get those baby oranges and then we never eat them. <laughs> Because first, it's it's hard to open the little netted bag. So we just sit there. They sit on the counter for three weeks, and we look at them, and then they turn green. We throw them away. It's to prevent scurvy. (laughs) I like broccoli. I'm fine with that. Good, because I meant to tell you, I just saw a website that has 100 things to do with broccoli. (laughs) Are they they all edible? Like. (laughs) 
Like yes, things you can, I mean, they're recipes. Not what else would you do not, with broccoli? I don't know. We're not decorating our house with broccoli. <laughs> no, it's all food related. I like broccoli. So, yeah, yeah. I, so. I'm okay with broccoli. Good, good. Because for, for a long time, we when we traveled to the parks, we would go to grocery stores and get like broccoli and carrots and cauliflower and hummus, and we we would eat out of the truck like that for. I, I, I'm fine with that. I know, but then we fell off the healthy eating wagon, and now we are just like yeah, we, at the we've, low, low point. <laughs> we've, we've scraped bottom. We are at the absolute bottom. <laughs> when we need to get a, a bed bigger than a king-size bed, that's that's when I'll go on a diet. Get a California king. Uh, you know what I saw today when I was um, shopping for – 500 pounds of broccoli, I wandered into the health food aisle and where they have all the vitamins and things for the new year. You know how people are trying to get healthy. And they had these. I've never seen them before, but they're, I can't remember if it was called waist trainers or waist trimmers, but what it was. was waist as in, as in. Kitchen waste? No, 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 no. Waste is in as in your belly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're black and they're about a foot long and it goes around your not just your waist, but like your upper waist and your lower waist <laughs> and it zips in they're the front. A foot long? That's <laughs> well, you mean a foot wide. A like foot. They, a foot's <laughs> not much. That that would really drain your waist. <laughs> Okay, you know Did what you I mean. Did you get one? <laughs> no, but I'm thinking about it because it's like a girdle and it sucks everything in and it holds everything in place really tight. So I'm not sure if the weight loss part of it is because – There's no weight loss. You're no, just, that's what it's for. No, it's for weight loss. But just maybe, squeezing it to get – that doesn't mean it goes away. <laughs> well, okay, it's, there's two things that could be happening here. Either – a, it's squeezing your stomach in so tightly that you can't eat. Or, <laughs> okay, well. or B, I think it said on the box that it like you sweat <laughs> underneath there because it's so tight and you sweat off the fat. All right. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Uh, there's two downstairs. Is there? An extra yeah, large tree. There's two downstairs because you have to use new ones because they're so disgusting after a week. Uh, uh, we might as well try it. Mostly. No. <laughs> well, we'll just go with the uh, with the healthy eating then. That always scares me. I also draw the line. I, I'm not doing a cleanse. <laughs> no, that's, that's just weird. I know. That's, no, we're not. We're not doing that. Although, if I have to get another colonoscopy, that, that, that <laughs> there's just, your cleanse. There's right your there. cleanse. It takes about 48 hours, and then you're, and 48 pounds. Then you're done for 10 years. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's just it's all depressing talk. I know it is, um, but that's what the new year is, right? Goals. The depressing and- <laughs> talk. <laughs> I actually Let's just I- skip to January twelfth, which is <laughs> when we- when everyone gives up on their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> We're back to eating whatever we want. Can we do that? Uh, all right, it's a deal, and uh, we'll have to work on some other uh, goals and. I don't know. Things we want to accomplish in 2021. I'm excited. Now, I'm ex- this is the year to lower expectations. <laughs> <laughs> expectation is the that- source of <laughs> ex- expectation is the source of all sorrow. Yeah, so. Lower your expectations. All right. Well, they're pretty low from uh, 2020, but I'm actually 
I'm actually feeling optimistic about 2021. I think it's going to be a great year. I think people will get to start traveling again, and we're going to lose some weight either with the broccoli or with the um, waist trainers. (laughs) We're going to look January 12th. Just call me on January 12th. All right, it's a deal. We'll have the triple meat lasagna for dinner, and we'll be back to normal. Today's podcast episode is going to be a little bit different from the others. Uh, Last month, we posted a question on our Instagram stories, and the question was, what topic would you like us to do a podcast episode on? And we actually got a lot of answers, uh, some really good answers. Now, some of them were too short to do an entire podcast episode on, so we thought we'd combine a few of them and talk about those today. Yeah, Kitchen Sink, Kitchen Sink podcast episode. (laughs) Do you want to explain what kitchen sink is? I don't know what kitchen sink. That, that's, <laughs> no, it, kitchen. I, I always no. I what I what I actually meant is when we clean out the refrigerator for dinner, and you call it kitchen sink. I don't know why we call it kitchen. I, it's sink. because Matt, that, we throw all the shit in the k- kitchen sink when we're done. No, that's not <laughs> it at all. It's the phrases. Everything but the kitchen sink. So it's not the kitchen sink. It's actually not the kitchen sink. So we're using it incorrectly, but you do say that all the time. What's for dinner? Is it kitchen sink? And that just means we graze from foods. I'm not going to say that anymore. (laughs) Thank you. I think it's like your bucket list thing. I think you also wanted to call this hodgepodge, which is so both kitchen sink and hodgepodge got ruled out as a title for this episode. <laughs> so I was looking through that list. You were, you were writing some of these down, and one was about somebody wanted us to do an entire episode on marriage. I know, actually, and, a couple people did. Yeah, well, <laughs> good. That's actually Wouldn't the, be a long episode. <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. Oh. I was going to say it would be like a 10-hour episode. Oh, would it? <laughs> you, got, you got a list of grievances over there? I a lot to say. Okay. Well, you, why don't you just do that on your own podcast, the, the Karen Smith podcast? So for those of you who wrote in, you'd like to see an episode on marriage, and a few other people wrote in, how to get along with your spouse when you're together 24-7. <laughs> That's also another one that we, yeah. yeah we can't we like can't. why do people think we're experts on mm-hmm. that yeah we we have nothing to say about no, that no. unfortunately so we'll move on to our first topic which is a few people wanted to know if we would do an episode about the national parks in Canada and, and we've never been to any national parks <laughs> in Canada so, so this is no. why this is why. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode's going to be so short. That's Did you just right. list all the questions that we don't have answers to? Yeah. Just to let so, people know. Yeah. Don't ask us this ever again. But we got to keep it moving along. That's that's no, actually not true. It is not. I'm lightening things up. Mm-hmm. Now Canada has 48 national parks, and they are run by a department called Parks Canada. So, you know, Canada is a really huge place. I know. I saw this episode, your History Channel episode on that. Oh, did you? <laughs> Canadian oh, great. National great. Parks. So you, you learned a few things. I then. did. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we've just barely scratched the surface. On one of our very first trips to Glacier National Park in Montana, we drove up over the Canadian border, and this is along the east side of Glacier, and we went up to the sister national park, uh, which is called Waterton Lakes. That was a fun trip up there. It was a fun trip, except the Canadians took our bear spray. Oh, that's right. We shouldn't have declared it. Yeah. We, we always, when we cross the Canadian border, I always want to declare everything that you're supposed to declare, and you won't declare anything. No, like but... you hide, you hide your fresh fruits. You hide uh, parrots if we have one. <laughs> <laughs> All the things you can't bring into Canada. But they asked us, "Do you have any mace or bear spray or anything like that?" And I said, "Yes." Yes, and we that took a, a very yeah. We had to go in the office and do a lot of we paperwork, had, we had to and do then paperwork. yeah, and they said we could pick it up on the way back, which we but didn't. Anyway, we digress. So we went up there. Now, we had already spent so much time in Glacier that we we didn't have a lot of time, which I regret now. I think we only had one day. So we stayed in the beautiful Prince of Wales Hotel, which is right on the edge of the lake. It's a gorgeous historic hotel, which was built in 1927 by the Great Northern Well Wellway. Well, 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 <laughs> the uh, Wellway. That, that's why it's the Prince of Wales <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the well, the Wellwood <laughs> built the Prince of, Prince of Wales. <laughs> <Okay>. The <laughs> Prince of Wales Hotel is only open mid-May through mid-September. But if you ever get a chance to stay there, it is absolutely gorgeous. Now, one of the things that a lot of people do there that we didn't do, and again, this this is this is in my Are you bucket. Just say all the stuff we didn't do. <laughs> You can buy tickets for the boat tour that goes from Upper Waterton Lake to a place called Goat Haunt, which is in Glacier National Park. Now, it's a seven-mile journey that takes you across the border and into um, into Glacier, as I just said. <laughs> so you go – so when you're visiting Glacier, go to Canada, take the boat back into the United States, back into Glacier. Right. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Well, you get to see a place that's almost – it's not inaccessible, but if you hiked to it from the U.S. side, it would take you a long time to get to Goat Haunt. How, how long? I don't know. <laughs> See, this is what it's like being a, a co-host of a podcast when your your co-host asks you questions. I love it. <laughs> so if you take the boat up, it docks for about a half an hour. But if you want to spend some time hiking up there, you can take a later boat back into Canada. Or you can also hike back. There's an 8.5-mile trail that goes along the lake. Well, if you do this, do you have to have your passport? Yes, Thank you, Matt. You do have to have your passport. Just giving you easy uh -huh. ones. And also a lot of people, I don't know if they're Canadians or U.S., but they take the boat, they get dropped off for longer backpacking trips into the park. So that's in my bucket. I would love to do that. We didn't have a whole lot of time when we were up there uh, visiting that, that park, but we did have the afternoon where we did a couple of hikes. Mm -hmm. And we saw more black bears per mile of hike in Canada than we have, have anywhere else. I know. They were just They were out. like dogs. They were like dogs. There were a lot of people around, and they were just out sniffing around. So that was kind of cool to see them, though. Now, the other time that we've been to a national park in Canada – uh, I believe it was our 30th wedding anniversary. Does that sound right? I don't know. 
Yes, it was. Uh, it you. was exactly. It was. I was just thinking about this the other day. I remember our 30th wedding anniversary. We were up in Canada. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned in another podcast episode, our wedding anniversary usually falls around Thanksgiving. So we flew. It always falls around Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> right. So, well, okay. once it was around Easter, but that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for clarifying that. It's always around Thanksgiving. So that November, we flew into Calgary, and then we drove to Lake Louise. Now, this is in Banff National Park. And again, we stayed at one of the historic hotels there, which is the Fairmont Chateau Lake Louise, which was built at the turn of the century by the Canadian Pacific Railway. And that is another gorgeous historic hotel. It is it has a, a beautiful view of... The lake right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was early enough in the winter it wasn't frozen. But that's a fun thing to do is to go out on the lake. Later on in the winter, it freezes. Yeah. There was a lot of snow when we were there. We hiked partway around the lake on a trail. I've heard that this lake is turquoise-colored, but when we were there, it was mostly frozen over, not solidly frozen, and there was snow snow. on it. Mm -hmm. couldn't tell the color. Right. And then we went, we also went into the cute little town of Banff, which has another huge historic hotel called the Fairmont Banff Springs Hotel. And that was beautiful, too. That would be a fun place to stay sometime. We didn't go to Jasper National Park. No, we didn't. But it's not far from the Banff area. That's on my list as well. Yeah. We, We need to go back in the summer because there's such great hiking so we've been to two of the 48 we've, national yeah, parks? that's right. <laughs> now we should mention that Banff was their very first national park, established in 1885, and it's the most visited out of all their national parks. In 2018, they had 4 million visitors. And then Jasper, as we mentioned, is just north of Banff. It's the second most visited national park in Canada, and they had 2.5 million visitors in 2018. And it is beautiful country. Oh, my gosh. Mountainous, it's gorgeous. Uh, a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. What are those, the Canadian Rockies up there? Yeah, it's in the Canadian Rockies. There are two other national parks in that same area, Yoho and Kootenay. Did you make those names up? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh-huh. So anyway, someday we will go back, visit all those parks and hopefully more, and we will do an episode on Canadian national parks. You need a bigger bucket. Yes. You need um, a Canadian bucket, a separate bucket with the Canadian flag on it. That is a great idea. Okay. Another question, we get this question often, mm-hmm. is what is in our packs? And so what what are we carrying in our pack? People love gear reviews, love talking about gear and stuff. And so we'll talk about that, but we'll also talk about how it differs between uh, what we carry in the summer and what what we carry in the winter. And that's right. And just to be clear, what we're talking about today would be our day packs when we go yes. on day hikes. When we go on backpacking trips, that's a whole different animal and we carry a lot of different it's things. Different. So I actually brought my packs up here, my winter pack and my summer pack. I, I didn't. I know. So are your items just memorized? Yes. Okay. I have a list. I I did some preparation. Okay. I'll go first because we just got back from Glacier National Park in Montana where we did some winter snowshoeing. And I, I have my pack pretty much here unpacked from that. 
One thing I always carry, it's shoved in here now, but usually we strap it on the back, are those Thermarest Z-Folds. And we talked about those on our gift guide. Yeah, I always carry mine because you never know. Well, yeah. You might need a warm place to sit because we live in the Pacific Northwest. It's wet everywhere we go, so it's nice to have a dry place to sit. Right. And they're very light. It doesn't really add any Weighs weight nothing. to the pack. So I have, <laughs> I have a sandwich bag. With that has some toilet paper, unused toilet paper on the inside. So what this is for, ladies, I, I don't think men would have a use for this. No, so we don't know what toilet when, paper is. <laughs> <laughs> when I have to pee in the wilderness, I take this out, use the toilet paper, and then put it back in this little Ziploc baggie. I cannot tell you how many times that I have gone off to the side of the trail to pee and there is used toilet paper laying on the ground. So pack it out, Everywhere. Please. So yeah. if you take a little baggie, it's extremely easy to put the used toilet paper in And then in when there. we get home, I uh, take those bags full of used toilet paper out of, the, out of my truck because <laughs> they're usually all over the place. And no. I throw them away. Did, yeah. Yeah. They're in my pack. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you have this, Matt, but I still have the, since we talked about pee, let's just touch briefly on on poop, but it's the toilet to go. We bought these at the Visitor Center gift shop in Arches National Park. Uh, They cost like five bucks, and it's a one-time use disposable bag. Did did you have to say that? (laughs) Hopefully it's a one-time use. Were you worried that somebody would think... <laughs> you could use it more than once. Okay. Yeah, Go I have back. several of those. Mm-hmm. I always carry them, and never have we had to use one. But it's good for especially sensitive areas like slot canyons and things like that, where if you have to go, you you want to be able to pack it out. And that's right. Um, I have three wool beanies. You carry three at all times. <laughs> Sometimes I can't decide which one to wear, oh, and the, I like to match my styling. outfit. Yeah. yeah. Um, a bandana, a granola bar that I didn't take out. Now, I don't know that we've talked about these, but I have my gaiters. You always have those in your pack? Mm-hmm. Well, in the winter. Okay. Yeah. So gaiters, uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, they strap around. Um, your waist <laughs> at Christmas time. <laughs> to slim to yourself slim down. yourself down. <laughs> They're velcro. <laughs> There's velcro, and you you could you actually could tax those back to back and and uh, do like a little what gusset. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm gonna try that uh-huh. right as soon as we're done talking here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, they strap around your lower legs to keep out snow and ice in the winter. And I think, did you use the same ones as snake gators in the summer? Because I know you're you're afraid of of running into rattlesnakes. Yeah, the, I don't know that. Uh, in all seriousness, I don't know. I mean, they they're better than nothing on your bare legs mm-hmm. if you're worried about rattlesnakes. Cowboy boots are better protection. Snakes usually are going to get you down by the ankles and shins. But yeah, I mean it's better than it's better than nothing. Just not getting bit by a snake is the best. <laughs> I, I do have these these also these short gaiters that just go over the top of my low top hiking boots. Uh, then they hug my socks really tightly, and it keeps gravel and mm-hmm. sand and stuff 
from going inside my low top hiking boots. So that's another set of gaiters. But these, the ones you're talking about here, they, they're maybe 18 inches tall. And mainly they're keeping the snow from going up your pant leg and then down and filling your boots. Right. And these are Black Diamond is the brand. And we like them a lot and use them often in the winter. Um, There's a bag of used toilet paper (laughs) for people who can't see us (laughs) recording. I have my headlamp. Always have it. Extra gloves. Um, Oh, you know what I have that I never leave home without is my waiter's friend corkscrew slash bottle opener. That's a key item. I don't know if it's on the 10 essential list, but it should be. And, okay, so, oh, my little handy tripod. Yep, that's that, always good to have. That we talked about on our you gift You can never guide. find yours, and so you you always ask me for mine. I have s- extra sunglasses. I have water bottles, and I have sunscreen and lip balm with, with sun protection in it. Because even in the winter, when the sun's out, you can get sunburned. Oh, there's more toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. How do you and know that's not used? I think that is... You had the uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich from last September in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hand warmers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have hand warmers. Those have been unused so far. The hand warmers, I'll have to tell you, we we always carry them. We don't use them very often. If you've had hand warmers like us and you've had them around for a long time, I I pulled some out the other day that were about 10 years old because we needed them. And they do go bad. Oh, they do? After a while. Because sometimes that bag gets a little bit of a air leak in it, and they, they don't work great. So some of this stuff. And, and the same thing with, like, first aid kits. Uh, those things don't last forever. The only other thing that I always have is my cell phone. Because even if we're in places with no reception, I take photos with the iPhone camera. So I always have that. Usually that's not in my pack. That Usually that's in my pocket. So that's what's in my pack. So Matt, do you have some you have some different things in yours? Well, right, and a few things maybe maybe that you didn't mention that we carry often, uh, bear spray. And I know that you know sometimes people think, well, okay, they're not in an area with with bears. It's a good personal defense thing to have around. True. Uh, something happened not too long ago, which which made me think I, I should carry my bear spray. Craig and I were out for a walk at night, and we were about three-quarters of a mile away from the cabin we were staying at. And we had met a ranger earlier in the day who said, asked us, Do you, have you guys seen any wolf prints? Uh, as we were hiking that day in the park, and we didn't think anything of it because he said that he had seen some prints and heard heard wolves. Well, we're out three quarters of a mile from the cabin, and we heard sounds that we weren't sure that they might be wolves. And it just occurred to me that, boy, it would have been nice to have the bear spray just in case wolves had uh, wanted to mess with us. We were too far from the cabin to to run. Oh, well, I could have run. I would have. I would have. <laughs> Um, probably <laughs> tripped Craig and ran to the cabin real fast. But, so bear spray. You mentioned bandana. Uh, one of the 10 essentials is a map or some kind of navigation. Uh, we've said this in other podcast episodes before. We now use the Gaia GPS app on our phones. And so that will work even if you're not in cell service. 
because you can download maps to that app before you leave cell cell service and that's been a lifesaver so that that serves as a compass it serves as a map however electronics don't always work mm-hmm. they can run out of batteries and so we do like to always have a paper map and it's it's good to have a, a little magnetic compass which i have yeah another another thing i carry i've never had to use it but boy if you needed it you'd really wish you had it is some way to make a fire mm-hmm. i have a ferro rod which is creates a spark um little fire starters and some matches that are weatherproof matches so i usually have a couple of different ways to start a fire i always have a knife uh first aid kit yeah, and, and I have now started carrying my micro spikes almost all the time in the winter. Oh, I yes, I didn't mention that. I don't know where mine are. <laughs> I, They're usually I know, in my I know where yours are. Oh, okay, good. They're right next to the Z-fold seat <laughs> that I keep track of for you. And yeah, and, and extra clothes because uh, there's mm-hmm. – even in the winter – Especially when we're snowshoeing, you can get pretty sweaty, and and there's nothing worse than being sweaty and wet and then getting cold. Right. So I I carry some extra clothes, and what I do is I put those clothes in a very small dry bag. So if anything were to happen to my pack, let's say it started raining, those extra clothes are going to stay dry. That's right. The other thing I just thought of, which wasn't in my pack and I don't know where it went, I used to always have a little space blanket that folded up to, you know, the size of a credit card and it's in a little pouch um, and it's not there. But I think that's that's a good thing if you ever need it. it is, it's important to carry those also. And, and those also don't last forever. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, you know, how long they last, but I just this last summer I pulled a couple of them out because I was cleaning out our our gear and I pulled it out and it just completely fell apart. So you wouldn't want to be in a situation where you absolutely needed the space blanket and you pull it out because it's ten years old and mm-hmm. it just crumbles and and so those things. I mean, when you need them, you really need them. It could save your life. Some of these items are worth getting a new one every two or three years. Mm-hmm. You also have the Garmin, right? I have a Garmin inReach. That's really more for areas we go. If something were to happen to us, no one would find us. Right. And the Garmin mm-hmm. inReach is it communicates by satellite. Now it does require a subscription. And so, and, and it, you know, it's not inexpensive. The uh, devices themselves are a few hundred dollars and the subscriptions maybe 12 bucks a month. So it's, it's a little bit pricey to have. However, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you, you need it, it, it can save your life. And so what that does is it'll, it would, it has an SOS button on it. So mm-hmm. if you're disabled, you can hit that SOS button and they will come find you. Mm-hmm. There's no, or I was just testing it. I'm like, if you hit that button, mm-hmm. they will come get you. Now, the button has a heavy plastic cap over it. So there's no way you're going to press that accidentally. We've also used it a couple of times when we were in situations where we had to get a message to our family. And I can send text messages via satellite. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one situation when we were up in the Chilkoot, we got caught in the floods and we thought our kids might see it on the national news because it was a historic flood level and they knew we were up there. So we I sent them messages saying, 
we were up there trapped, but we were perfectly fine. Right. So that's great peace of mind to have. And I also wanted to mention, we were trying to talk about some brand names here just for people who are shopping for the first time. We really love Osprey backpacks. Uh, I, I have a couple of Osprey packs that are different sizes, so depending on the types of hikes we're doing, and I think, Matt, you do as well. I have several, and mm-hmm. our big uh, backpacking backpacks are Osprey. They're, mm-hmm. they're fantastic. They are fantastic. Other than like when you put 60 pounds in them. <laughs> they're really heavy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's their fault, though. So moving quickly on to summer, um, let me see. I have a... I stuck all my summer stuff in a different pack. There's not a whole lot of different except I have um, an emergency poncho. I have a head net for bugs. Um, I have bug spray. Again, more sunscreen. Uh, yeah, and on the, the bug spray, one thing that we have carried is these towelettes, the like off bug spray towelettes. And those are nice to have because they're really small. And if you sometimes that the insect repellent, when you spray it, sometimes you breathe it in and you can't really control. It. And those little towelettes are kind of nice because you can just get really specific spots where like the edge of your hat or the back of your neck or places like that. I also, with those towelettes, sometimes I'll just tie it to the back of my backpack and it Mm -hmm. seems like it really helps a lot. So, yeah. And then we have, obviously, we ditch the wool hats and we have summer hiking caps. I like the ones that they're kind of made out of nylon so they can be thrown in the washer when they get sweaty. And you have one, right, Matt, with the flaps that are... I like to wear, I like to always have one that has this... I don't know. It's like it would look like somebody who's hiking through the Sahara Desert where it has a flap on the back Mm -hmm. that folds down and covers the back of your neck. That's always good. The back of your neck is a is an area that is really sensitive to heat. Yeah. So I I like to have at least one extra sun hat. Uh, Another thing I carry in the summer is a cold pack, one of those chemical cold packs. They're like the things that, you know, if your kid was playing soccer and sprained their ankle, the, they would smack these cold packs and put it on on their ankle. But those those are good for if you're out hiking and you're getting a little close to heat exhaustion, which we have done several times. It's good that you can smack those. They don't last forever, maybe 10, 15 minutes. But if you put that on the back of your neck, that's that's a big help. Like you said, chapstick, you cannot emphasize enough the chapstick mm-hmm. with some kind of SPF, like 50. The other thing, I sometimes I use that. If I don't, if I can't find my sunscreen, you can also use that chapstick like on the bridge of your nose. It's another area that gets sunburned quite a bit. What else in the summertime? The bandanas are are also really useful to cool down, mm-hmm. get them wet, either in a creek or with your drinking water, and put those on the back of your neck. Those those help a lot with heat. That's right. We also carry many more water bottles. Usually we we have two in our outside pockets on the pack and then another one or two really big ones on the inside because we have had instances in the summer on long hikes where we've run out of water. So we try to be really mindful now about carrying as much water as we can possibly carry. 
sometimes I will take, particularly in the middle of the summer, I will take an insulated water bottle filled with uh, mostly ice, but then topped off with water. And I, I usually won't drink that unless I'm, you know, really, really hot. That also is kind of an emergency uh, way to cool off if, if for some reason you're getting heat exhaustion. And then what else? There was something else. Oh, the thing that we've started doing is with the headlamps, we take them any time during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, well, if I only need that at dusk or night hikes or anything like that. Like those, those things never come out of our pack <laughs> because you could get caught somewhere. Yes. And the whole idea is you didn't expect to be out at night. Mm-hmm. Man, we've been places where at night – Without the moon and in the wilderness, it is pitch black. Yes. You cannot see two feet in, in front of you. So uh, we never take the headlamps out of our packs. Ever. And we have multiple and we always check. We, we're always putting new batteries in as well. Moving on to the next subject, a lot of people ask us, how to get started hiking, which is a great thing to talk about looking into the new year. People want to get out and maybe be more active and try hiking. So how how do you get started? Well, the things that I look for on a hike are distance, elevation change, and the trail conditions. And, and this is important even if you're going on a quarter-mile hike. Mm-hmm. So those those are three things that will – indicate how difficult the hikes are. And, you know, probably the best way to get started is to just get started and to to start with short hikes. Mm -hmm. And then you'll just get a sense of. Right. And it's just trial, trial and Mm -hmm. error. Just just start, start small and then work your way up. Absolutely. And I know on the national park websites, they have, I think almost all of them, they list the hikes that are in the park and they list them by easy, moderate, and difficult. So you can start with the easy ones. They tell you the name of the trail, how far it is. Um, so I would start there. And, you know, you can also obviously talk to a ranger and tell them specifically what you're looking for. Now, the reason that we wanted this to follow what's in our pack is because if you are just starting out and you're not sure if you're going to like hiking, you do not have to buy every single thing that we just talked about. That's right. Um, I I would say you definitely need some comfortable shoes, maybe tennis shoes. You don't need hiking boots if you're starting, you know, with some easy hikes. And you can buy an inexpensive backpack at Target. Basically, what you need it for is to carry water and sunscreen and a few other things. I would add to that, we see a lot of hikers out where they're carrying the water in their hands. Like they'll, they'll have like a 16-ounce uh, disposable water bottle in their hands, clear plastic. In the summer, those things can heat up quite a bit, mm-hmm. even if they're just in your hand. And so when you're uh, hiking in the summer, it's nice to have that backpack because it'll, it'll shade the water. And keep it from getting super hot. Absolutely. So when you're deciding what to bring, you need to, you know, you need to consider factors like what's the weather going to be? What's the difficulty of the hike? How long are we going to be hiking? And most importantly, how far away from help will we be? 
Um, so if you're, you know, if you're in Zion National Park and you're hiking to the grotto in the in the very crowded valley with a lot of people around you, you know, you might again, as we said, you just bring some water, uh, put on some sunscreen, and and check out that trail. Once you start hiking more and more, you'll want to add to your pack um, and maybe get some more of the things that we talked about. Right. A lot of those things that we talked about in our packs, we don't need if we're going to be on a crowded trail. Mm-hmm. Now, you also don't want to be reliant on other people. You want you, you want to make sure you, you have everything you need. But if for some reason you run out of water and you're super thirsty or you're having some kind of medical issue and you're on a crowded trail – Everyone else is going to have water. So you're, you're going to be okay. But you do need, particularly if you're uh, in a national park or national forest and you're able to talk to a ranger, you do want to understand how crowded the trail is going to be. Mm-hmm. Could be sometimes depending on the time of year. You could be on a very popular trail, but you're the only one there because of the time of year. Right. Or that, the, the day of the week or something like that. Right. That's a good point. But definitely, uh, definitely check out the mileage and the elevation because that will be a big factor in how difficult the hike is. And yeah, start small. And I think, you know, a new year is a great time to take on a new hobby. And we absolutely love hiking. And so we would encourage anyone who's thinking about it to give it a try. All right. People also ask us how we organize our travel ideas. (laughs) Well, we started off by saying we're going to visit all the national parks. And so that became our list. And then, uh, I don't know, do we have a good answer for this? I I know what my answer is. You you and I uh, have different systems. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Uh, I I just rely on, I know this this sounds lame, but. I just rely on Word docs because Microsoft Word documents, they're searchable. And even if I end up putting some notes in several different documents on my laptop, I can search all of my files. Mm -hmm. So if I know what I'm looking for, uh, I usually can find it just by searching. That's not a highly organized way to do it. You uh, You have your own way. I do, because I have so many bits of information coming in from everywhere. Maybe I'll see an Instagram post of someplace I want to go, or I'll be at the dentist's office reading a travel magazine, and there'll be an article in there. Or we'll be at a party, when we used to go to parties, and someone will tell us about a great restaurant outside of a national park. So, And I know everyone else it feels the same way. There is all this information that you want to capture, and not only how do you capture it, but how do you retrieve it when you're ready to go on a trip. So what I do, and I'm sure that this is this is not for everyone, but I send myself emails with all these bits of information. So if I find an online article, I copy and paste it, send myself an email, and then when I get the email, I put it into a travel folder that I've established. I have, you know, email folders called it's called travel. And I in the subject line, I put the state first. So, I'll, for instance, I'll put um, Utah, uh, fiery furnace hike, 
and that goes in the travel folder. And then when we're ready to go to Utah, I scan my folder for everything that starts with Utah. And there I have all of these different hikes, restaurants that I can then pull up and I have it right there. And then once we go, I delete them. And so that's my system. <laughs> that I think that's a fine system. I mean, other people use applications like Evernote and, and things like this. It, it, to me, those just feel too much like work. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of <laughs> when I had to keep track of everything in Evernote for work. So, but th- that that would work as well. And and you can keep them forever. I've, I I still have folders in my email from. I have a folder for every trip we took when we did uh, all the national parks. Well, yeah, and, and you I have just, receipts in there. I just haven't mm-hmm. deleted. I mean, I didn't don't get into them that often. But sometimes people will ask us a question and uh, they'll find the answer in, in one of those folders. But that's yeah, it. so e- emails, that that's not a bad way yeah. to, to do it. I looked up, so um, a woman was asking us if we know of an app that she could use. And I just uh, Googled bucket list apps. And there are some where you can type in things on your bucket list or any list. So I found one that I downloaded just to play around with it. And you can make categories like hikes, and then you can type in the hikes you want to do and restaurants and and so on and so forth. The thing that um, I wasn't crazy about is I like to copy and paste links to articles I read. And I also copy and paste photos from Instagram. I screenshot them. So it doesn't have that feature available. But, you know, every system works for different people. And I do think it's important to capture these bits of information however you can, so that when you go to these places, you have it at your fingertips. So there you go. (laughs) I don't know if that was helpful at all. but. So the last topic we're going to talk about is someone asked us if we would ever do a podcast episode with our bloopers in it. Yeah, that person's <laughs> obviously not listened to any of our episodes because <laughs> we, we just leave them in. We leave the bloopers in. <laughs> That's right. We just decided we weren't going to edit those out. Now, our producers do edit out other things like when we cough Stammers, and yeah. when we stammer and when we say uh some of the uhs and some of the I, I always say so when I transition to a different sentence. So let's talk about so I think they take out some of the so's and definitely some of the snorting laughter uh, gets in the taken early out. days, the first few episodes, they were so bad. We had entire takes. Like we would do an entire hour episode that was useless. <laughs> and, and so uh, I don't th- – that's not really bloopers. That's just bad. <laughs> we, we, we sucked at it. <laughs> so I think that's a different thing. Yeah. Well, what happened was we didn't start with an outline at the beginning. And we just thought we could wing it and talk about you know some of these things. And then we would get to the end and we would think we would be done. And when we would listen to it again, we realized we forgot a lot of important information, like maybe where the park is. So then we'd have to go back and re-record it. <laughs> or you would ask me the question in the middle of the episode. And <laughs> well, I, I still I, do I, that. I have no idea. <laughs> so now, I know a lot of people have asked us 
how much of our episodes are scripted. Um, And actually, none of it is scripted. We do an outline now. So we try to do a detailed outline in what order we're going to talk about things. And we also include a lot of details that we couldn't remember. From your history channel. From my history channel. show that you host in our basement. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So we just take those notes and make an outline. Yeah. And even things like hikes, we can remember some of the hikes we do. We don't remember how many miles and the elevation. So we pretty much look up all that stuff, include it in the outline. But then once we start talking, it's kind of a free for all. Then then you start doing, I remember one time we were talking, what were we talking about? God, Zion National Park, I think it was. And you just kept, you kept insulting the audience over and over again. (laughs) The one where I said, if you if you've been living under a rock and right. you don't know what state Utah's in. I still don't think that's an insult, is it? To say if someone's been living I, I, under a rock? No, I think if, if you said, Matt, you've been living under a rock for the last <laughs> 10 years, I, I, I think I would take that as an insult. I don't think I'm being oversensitive. <laughs> uh, let's listen to that clip right now. Today's podcast is about an amazing hike that we did in Zion National Park called the Zion Narrows. And that's it. That's it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Short short podcast. (laughs) These are getting easier to do. That went really fast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is where we'll play the banjo music and then (laughs) we'll do the the outro and we're done. Okay. Hope you all enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very Uh, much. Okay. Now, Karen, what the heck? What? So what? Okay. First of all, you got it. Today's podcast is about a really unique hike we did in Zion National Park called the Zion Narrows. And for anyone who has been living under a rock, Zion National Park is in southern Utah. Wait. Okay. You just okay. Let's okay. Let's back up. Let's not insult. <laughs> two two million two hundred million of our listeners who don't know what Zion National Park is right. <laughs> and assume that they're they've been living under a rock. That's yeah okay. yeah that right, that we'll get it. the ratings up. Okay. Let's okay. Let's start over. Could you insult everyone? People people who know about the park <laughs> and people who don't know about the park make up some some other insult for the people Just who wait. do know all right okay. Look, we have to start over okay. <laughs> okay so <laughs> well, okay so that yeah yeah yes that's <laughs> i would say that's insulting our 200 million that's what I love our about 200 that. million Wait, listeners. You started with you started with two million, and then you caught yourself I, and you bumped it up bumped to two hundred million listeners. Yeah, <laughs> us and Joe Rogan. I got pretty much what people do is they listen to his podcast and then to cool down, they listen to ours. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I uh, love it. Slight, uh, slight overestimate, maybe. You but... don't think we have two two hundred million <laughs> listeners? If we do. They're not showing up on the downloads. <laughs> they are not. Um, do you know what my if if we were going to do a blooper reel? Do you know what my favorite is? No. It's the one. It was fairly recently. It was when we did a mailbag question, and you were trying to say Saguaro National Park. 
Swar- remember that. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't say the name of that part. Sawara. Sawara. And you know Sahara. what? <laughs> and you know what's funny about that is. Right before we recorded it, we knew we were going to mention the park, and we always mispronounced it. So we practiced. We practiced saying it. And then the first thing out of your mouth, well, let's let's give a listen. Swaharo. Swahara. Cigarro. <laughs> it's not swa. It's sawaro. Okay. Sawaro. Sawaro. National Park. Okay. So. Okay. We have trouble <laughs> pronouncing this next part. Cigarro <laughs> National Park outside of Tucson. It's not Cigarro. <laughs> it is now. That's my recommendation, Michelle. Go to Cigarro National Park. <laughs> ask anyone. Usually we say Swaharo, and that is incorrect. We've been saying it like that for 10 years. We even wrote it in the book, how we mispronounce uh, it. It is Sahuaro. Okay. Okay. So, Michelle, go, <laughs> go there. Sahuaro <laughs> National Park and you will love it. And I love it because not it, not only was it Sahuaro, but it was our favorite little national monument, Chiricahua. <laughs> Chickamauga <laughs> National Monument. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that we will probably never do a podcast episode on Sahuaro. Right. <laughs> So we appreciate these uh, podcast episode suggestions that came in, and we we received some other ones as well, some that will actually be great full-length episodes, like we'll, we'll do one on amazing state parks, and we'll also do one on our favorite hikes in the national parks. So those were two really great ideas that came in. Now, if you have any suggestions for us on future podcast topics, uh, you can send us an email to Matt and Karen Smith at gmail.com. It's been a lot of fun this year putting together this podcast. It's been a blast. Yeah, we had considering we had no idea what we were doing at the beginning. <laughs> And it's, it's been a lot of fun. I know. And for all of you who've listened, we've really appreciated all the, the kind words and the, the jokes that we all shared together. And it's been, um, yeah, it's been a great journey. All 200 million of you, we appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you tuning in. That's right. And we're looking forward to another year of podcast episodes, only this time maybe we will get a thesaurus and a dictionary and have those on hand. Yeah, and like a... Uh, <laughs> encyclopedia of all national park facts so I can look them up whenever you ask me. That's right. We'll be better prepared. Our mailbag segment will return on our next episode. So if you have any mailbag questions, feedback, or future topic ideas, reach out to us on social media. Go to facebook.com slash dearbobands. Or you can find us on Instagram at Matt and Karen Smith. Our three Dear Bob and Sue books that this podcast is based on are all available on Amazon.com. Just search for Dear Bob and Sue. And you can also find more information about us by heading over to www.dearbobandsue.com. A huge, huge, tremendous, magnificent thank you to all of you who've left us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, if you've been listening to our show for a while, you know that my dream was to get to 500 reviews by Christmas time. 
And when we woke up on Christmas morning, <laughs> sorry, oh, here start we go. <laughs> <laughs> when we woke up on Christmas morning, we had five hundred and thirteen. It was a Christmas miracle. It was. I could not believe it. Okay, so now that twenty twenty is over and it's a new year, what what's your goal for twenty twenty one? I don't know, Matt. I'm gonna have to think about that. I'm just my head is still spinning over the the five hundred and thirteen. So so you have to stop crying. <laughs> yes, I have to stop crying, and then we'll set some new goals for the new year. Our show is produced by the very talented team at Puddle Creative in Portland, Oregon. Our artwork is by the designers at Expert Subjects, and our theme music is by Will West. Here is to a 2021 with a few more adventures than we had in 2020. Well, let's hope so. 2020 was an adventure, all right, just not the traveling to National Park kind. That's for sure. (laughs) 